0: Hi, I'm Grace, reporting for On the Map of the Radar, and this week we are with Althea Osborne, who is here to talk to us about Oxford Dignity Drive and broader taboos around menstruation. Um, so Althea, could you just start by telling us a bit about what Oxford Dignity Drive does? So Oxford Dignity Drive is a week-long of events which are covering various different aspects of the taboos around menstruation. So in terms of the UK, one of the biggest things at the moment is the tax that's placed on sanitary products, which is very under-known under about and is mm-hmm. kind of covered up a lot of the time. Um, and interestingly, so things like tampons and sanitary pads are taxed as though they're luxuries at the moment, whereas things like men's razors are taxed like they're necessities. That's obviously quite an interesting uh, imbalance, which is trying to be uh, addressed, and particularly with the lead up to the general election, uh, has hopefully been endorsed by most of the parties by now, other than the Tories. Um, and so the Dignity Drive is covering things that include that. It's also looking at the difficulties that homeless women can face when they're on their periods, and they don't have access to sanitary items because, again, they're expensive. Yeah. They're also just not something which are regularly talked about and distributed. Um, there are also a few events looking at wider global issues surrounding menstruation, the way that it's treated as a taboo almost across the world, and the impact that that can have. Okay, great. Um, and how do these issues relate to kind of broader issues around the construction of femininity and cleanliness, and you know, these things aren't really talked about either. Well, I think what's really interesting is that it's almost a universal thing, mm. um, that anywhere in the world, a lot of the time it plays into religious kind of mm. taboos and associations, the idea that women should be separate when they're on their period, uh, that menstruation is conceived as if it's very dirty, um, as though it's almost unnatural, mm-hmm. which considering the whole thing is, is bizarre, maybe. Yeah. Um, and that now though it, it can cause such sort of structural inequality which is so unseen mm-hmm. so things like in areas of Africa women or girls sorry teenage girls on average will miss about 50 days of school a year because they can't be out of their houses mm-hmm. while they're on their period partly because of the taboo and partly just for sanitary items are so expensive and difficult to get hold of that means that they then miss exams and important lessons mm-hmm. obviously which then mean that later in life the, the opportunities that they have are very limited yeah. um this is not something that's just in that area in a lot of sort of Southeast Asia, India, Bangladesh, the Middle East, which is an sort of area that I look at a lot. Um, it, it causes huge disparity yeah. in the way that women are treated and what they're capable of doing and where they're able to go and a lot of that is a lot of the time just access but it hugely is to do with education okay. um, mm-hmm. and the way these things are talked about. Okay, so we've talked a bit about the Global South. Um, how do these issues play out in kind of some other uh, more developed countries? Okay, well, I think what's really interesting about Europe is that it actually is quite a universal issue because in terms of the tax, it's an EU policy, and so the struggles that are being faced by kind of activists in the UK mm-hmm. are very similar across Europe. But what's really interesting now is there's been a lot of things um, which are sort of like personal expressions. So there's a teenage girl in Germany who recently has taken to the streets and been sticking sanitary pads up mm-hmm. around Saying things like "Imagine if men were as disgusted by rape as they are by periods," mm. and that's obviously a sort of really interesting method, yeah. uh, sort of message and a way of looking at these problems. And I think that's it that people don't often talk about menstruation; they don't really think about it, mm. um, and it's something that they feel that they have to keep quiet to themselves. Yeah. Um, and so, there's been a few of these cases recently, and in Canada, there's also been a campaign going on again to do with the kind of tax-based on sanitary products. They had made up a kind of mock video which showed. Um, women as though their blood was leaking in the, through their trousers, and Facebook then made them take it down because mm-hmm. apparently it's inappropriate. And you think of a lot of the other things that are on Facebook, that seems very bizarre yeah. kind of judgement. Um, so it it is kind of gaining traction mm-hmm. as a topic in a big way, but it's something that's still very much only in certain areas, um, by certain kind of liberal groups, um, yeah, okay. and I think it's something that needs to get yeah. Kind of yeah, so leading off from that, do you feel that there has been a progression in the way the media talks about these issues? Yeah, there's been a couple of cases recently which have been really interesting. In the UK, there's a tennis player called Heather Watson who lost a match in January and when interviewed afterwards she was tipped to do very well in the Australian Open. And when interviewed afterwards having lost, she just said, oh, I'm really sorry, like it was women's issues, mm. which you know is something that no sportswoman has ever really said mm. that like actually obviously these things play an impact yeah. and the symptoms of menstruation are really difficult. At the same time, there's also been an artist called Ruby Cower who put up a photo on Instagram um, with a kind of uh, woman, and she has her back to you and she's sleeping. And you can see kind of that leaked onto the bed, and Instagram then forced her to take it down oh, because, again, a bit like with the Facebook issue, was seen as inappropriate. Since then, what is encouraging is that enough people kind of complain it's being put back up, um, and she's now gaining a lot of kind of attention as an artist who works around these issues um but it's still something that these are all quite niche small yeah. you know and they're also all very personal of course, uh, uh, yeah. Know, things going on opposed to there being a larger awareness mm. or a, a really international campaign. Yeah. In so can you direct our viewers' attention to some petitions or some campaigns or places they can go for more information? We'll put the links in the description. But yeah, of you know. course. Um, so in terms, of, so there's stop the Sanitary tax, which is a UK-based issue, um, and then there's a various kind of Iris International is an NGO that works in East Africa, which mm-hmm. is to do with kind of sanitary sanctuary and girls there. Um, the Oxford Dignity Drive has a Facebook page and a lot of awareness, and has so many more links on there for people that are interested. Okay, cool. Well, there will be some links in the description, and um, thank you very much for watching. Thank you, Matthew, for being with us, and this has been on the map of the radar. Thank you. Bye.